It's finally here. WWDC is next week. The keynote is on Monday, and there's going to be tons of new hardware and software announcements. We're going to be going over our predictions, our wish list. Stick around. Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp. I am here, as always, with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus, as well as Macworld's Michael Simon. WWDC, it's big. Last year was the first time that I have like covered in any way with you guys, and I thought it was super cool. I'm really excited to, first of all, see what actually is going to be released at the actual keynote or announced at the actual keynote, but I'm curious to see your, your guys' predictions, your wish list. So thank you both so much for calling in. Thanks. It's, it's great to be here, Juliet. I can, I, let me just start off with one quick observation and then we can get into the details. And that's Let's just, do it. <laughs> you know, in, in the past, we've talked about how big WWDC is, WWDC, we're going to do that. It's easy to say. No, 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 I, no, we're, uh, not, we're, not, we're not doing that. We're not doing WWDC? <laughs> All right, not. WWDC 2020. Come on, we're, <laughs> we're writers and editors here, Ken. We're on video. The important thing to note, or one of the important things to note, is that given the fact that this is an all virtual event and uh, you know, for the first time because of the pandemic, the number of developers who can actually tune in, you know, rather than being present physically when, when Apple had the big event uh, in California. Now, you know, if you're a developer, you can tune in and watch and get a lot of updates on more specific things like, you know, app development software, apps, mobile, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think that makes this like the biggest one ever. You know, that that's my point is that because it's virtual, you know, uh, it, it has a chance to, uh, to to be the biggest one that Apple's done. Or am I wrong, Michael? Well, no, it's not wrong. I mean, Apple was limited by the space at the uh, Moscone Convention Center in, in San Francisco or uh, San Jose. No, no, it, it's, it's not a Moscone. It was at, I don't remember where it was, <laughs> but it was, they're, they're, they're limited by the, by the space. And yeah, so they can, uh, more developers can join, but Apple also always offered these things online. They always put them up right after the, the, the segments were done. So they did their, their part to get more developers involved in what they were doing. But yeah, physically, I think it was, you know, a couple, couple thousand and that was it. So, and it's also a lot cheaper for developers because tickets were not cheap. They yeah, were like, exactly. you know, a couple, a couple grand. So uh, their developers are definitely saving a little bit of money and getting uh, hopefully just as much great information. So do you think we're going to see any hardware this year? I mean, I know there's been discussions of maybe a, a new iMac. Do you think that, you know? Yeah, I, I think the iMac is coming. It, it, it makes sense. It's been a little while since it's been updated. It's, it's been very long since it's been updating in any kind of a real way. Apple likes to kind of take its new design languages and over the course of several years, bring it to other products. So we had the iPad Pro, which got rid of the home button and uniformed the bezels and created this, you know, this, 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 this nice rectangle that moved to the Pro Display XDR, which has a very similar look to it on the front. And that's the rumor is that the iMac is going to adopt a similar look. So we're getting rid of that big giant chin we're, we're changing the front of it so it's just a screen. And yeah, it makes total sense. I think it's going to look a lot like the, you know, when you attach the iPad to that magic keyboard, it's going to look very similar, similar to that, where it's just the screen and the keyboard and there's nothing really to kind of distract your eye. The iMac is, you know, that's Apple's, that's their playground. You know, it's the Johnny Ive with the G3 and the, and the, and the G4 with the, with, the, with the adjustable screen. And then this model really hasn't changed in a while. So I think 
we'll get into this later, but if Apple is announcing new processors, this would be a nice way, obviously this will still have an Intel processor, but this would be a way to kind of usher in this new generation of Mac. Yeah, you know, just one quick side note too, isn't the uh, rumored iPhone for this fall also gonna adopt the sort of squared yep. off edges in the, so yeah, I think that, that just, you know, reinforces your point. Right, that's just, yeah, it's, it's you know, this is our new language and it takes a little bit of time and then it'll stick around for five or seven years and then they'll have something. I feel like now is the perfect time to introduce a new updated iMac 2. I mean, a lot of people, businesses alike, are probably looking at whatever home desktop computer they've sure. got and thinking to upgrade. Or businesses are looking to just do a huge capital expense. Maybe they sent all of their employees home with their work um, devices. So I feel like now is really the time to introduce one, you know, more than ever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the, it would be more coincidental than anything because, you know, Apple, you can't just design a computer in two months. But yeah, uh, the, the timing would be fortuitous where you're right. Work from home setups as businesses kind of work all this out and figure out what their workforce is going to look like. A lot of IT, uh, IT departments are going to need to buy new hardware. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I hope that our IT department is listening because I'm sitting here on a three-year-old <laughs> iMac, perhaps. And unfortunately for me, it's working fine. So I, I don't know that I can really, uh, you know, agitate you know, for a new iMac. But. That's the problem with Apple products. They last too long, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so have that well, in common, you know, Yeah, I know, exactly. So we, we should talk about the, the whole ARM, uh, you know, processor thing. Because that, that, to me, I mean, obviously, there'll be a lot of developer stuff. But that, to me, seems like, the, you know, in terms of looking at the future of Apple, uh, that's going to be the biggest announcement and also hopefully answer some questions about the transition process. We, is it a given that's going to happen, the ARM announcement? I mean, it's, it's as close. So, all right, so the, the givens are the software because they do that every year. But as, uh, all the peripheral stuff, this seems to have the most traction. The timing seems to be right. We've heard a ton of rumors about Apple's 21, uh, 2021 roadmap, and it all includes ARM processors. So they, they need to give developers lead time. They, they can't just dump it on everyone. You know, oh, here's a new Mac with a new processor and you know, figure it out. So a six to eight month lead time is about what you need. That's now. They've also historically done chip transitions at WWDC. That's, that's the audience. You know, consumers are, they don't have the same mindset that developers have when it comes to this stuff. They just want to take their computer, turn it on and have everything work. For that to happen, developers need to get on board long before that product hits shelves. So if they're going to announce it, it's going to be at, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a, an event like this. And the, and the timing just seems you know, perfect, even beyond you know, the rumors that keep coming out. Yeah, that's a great point. And for any of our viewers who are maybe hoping to see or hear, or learn, whatever, more about the ARM processors, we'll have our video that we did last week all about them, linked below. It goes way more in depth. But it seems like those are going to be the two big hardware announcements, right? ARM processors and the new iMac. Am I missing anything? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there's some talk of possibly a HomePod mini, which would be a smaller, cheaper version of the HomePod Apple. I'm not going to say they struck out, but they definitely hit a long fly ball with the original HomePod. Um, they, they cut the price. They, they did whatever they could, but it's just it did not take off anywhere near like Alexa and Google Assistant does because it's expensive and Siri is not really that good. 
It so, doesn't work. I've got yeah. one of those fly balls sitting in my on on my bureau in the bedroom. And, I have uh, one too. Except when I'm in there and I want to hear some music, I never even really think about it. You know, it's a great it's a great music device. It's not a great smart speaker, and um, I think um, Apple and to a lesser extent Amazon and Google, who also have these high fidelity speakers, the market has proven people don't necessarily care about sound quality coming from these types of devices. They want them to be smart. They want them to be in the background and they want them to do what they, what they need them to do immediately and then forget about them. And HomePod is not that. It's a, it's a high fidelity speaker first and a smart speaker second. So if Apple was to shrink it down, obviously cut the price to maybe 99 bucks, increase series capabilities, still have it be you know, like a better sound quality than like an Amazon, um, what are they called? The, Echo. Uh, Echo, Echo Dot, yeah. yeah. Like if, if, if it has better quality than that, a little bit more expensive maybe, you know, it could sell. But the, the linchpin is what we're going to see from, from Siri. Siri has to get better. Siri has to improve in, in, you know, across the board, voice recognition, what it can do, um, being able to program it with, with actions and, and like, you know, it doesn't even like really play games or tell stories. Like it has to do a lot more does on a device like that. Yeah, I agree. So what kind of software updates can we expect at WWDC? I'm with Ken. I think we should be calling it WWDC, way easier to say. But um, definitely iOS 14, right? A new iPad Correct. OS. Is yeah. there going to be a new Mac OS as well? Yep. Oh, and, and they, watch. They, they, they update all their OSs at this event. So it'll be uh, iOS, which the, the today's rumor is that it's going to be actually called iPhone OS, which makes sense because last year they busted out iPad OS. So those two, plus watch, plus TV, plus Mac, and whatever updates they have to you know, Siri and HomePod, and those things are on the, on the peripheral. But that, that's, the, that's the bulk of what WWDC is. They tell developers, hey, look, at this is what we're doing. This is what's going to happen in the fall when all these get released, so get to work. On, your, on updating their apps and following our guidelines, our new APIs and things like that. And it really, it sets the tone for the year. There's, it's usually not that much hardware. I mean, we, 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 we've gotten the Mac Pro there. We've gotten the iMac Pro there. HomePod was, was introduced there. Like, so they, they do, you know, some things, but it's mainly a software show, but it still dictates kind of what we're gonna see for the next 12 months from the Mac, from the iPhone, from the iPad and things like that. It can, you know, it can also um, give you a little clue as to what may be coming down the road, even if it hasn't been announced. I, I yes. think one of the things that I saw around iOS 14 is that there may be a new AR app. And, yep. you know, Apple's been real big at some of these events showing off some of the AR, VR capabilities. And, you know, if the rumored Apple Glass really is a thing, uh, and I think it is probably, I think so too. hopefully, um, then I'm, I'm going to be watching to see if there's an AR app or something that I could see next year or in the next year or so might actually, you know, become part of the ecosystem for, for an Apple Glass, whatever Apple Glasses, whatever they are. That's the kind of thing that I like to look for at these events is, is sort of the clues as to what may be coming beyond just what, because you're right, we're expecting iOS 14. There'll be some tweaks. I think what there's some talk about maybe changing the, the home screen from icons to list view, I don't know if it's for the uh, iPhone or the iPad, but one or the other, or maybe both, you know, things like that. But, it, it, you know, it, it's those little tidbits that sort of indicate next year's announcements that I kind of I, I like to watch for. So I'm going to be looking for something like that. 
Yeah, I mean, rumors have been you know relatively quiet as they usually are because you know hardware and software to d- the development is different. Like hardware has to go to manufacturing. There's a much greater chance for leaks once it gets out into the world. Software is generally worked on in-house, and then they they announce it and then they push it to everyone else. So we we don't get the kind of leaks. People see early builds and things like that, but for the most part, it, it's going to be you know whatever they release, it, it it'll be somewhat of a surprise. I don't expect major changes. I'd like to see some major changes, but I don't know if this is the year for that. Um, you know, we'll see updates to all their apps, Mail and Maps and Safari and whatever else, and a couple of little tweaks and this and that. The one thing I'd really like to see is, and I don't know if this is necessarily a, a WWC software event or an iPhone event, but as an Android user, more than part-time, I really like the always-on display that Android phones have. And what that means is when your phone's off, you can still see the, the time and the date and notifications, icons, and things as they come in without turning on your whole screen. So it saves battery life, it's convenient, and Apple still, despite the fact that they have OLED displays on their new iPhones, newest iPhones, they just don't have that. So I'd, li- I'd like to see them talk about something like that in at WWDC. So hit me with maybe some of the highlights. I mean, can you mention the um potential AR app. Are there any other big highlights that you guys are hearing, seeing, or even hoping for out of any of the new um, operating systems? I mean, Mike, I know right now you're on um, an iPad. What would you love to see in the new iPad OS? Um, and how much do you love using the iPad 24-7, Michael? Listen, I'm going to have a whole lot to say about my iPad experience in a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, iPad OS needs... It needs for lack of a better word, help. So Apple released the, this trackpad support with the new iPad Pro. It's, it, it basically put kind of a, a silk hat on a, on a pig because it didn't, like the, the software isn't really adjusted for it. They just said, here's a cursor, here's a, here's a trackpad. And in iOS 14 or iPadOS 14, they really need to kind of embrace that trackpad. The motions that you're going to do, the gestures that you're going to do on the trackpad need to be way more intuitive. Multitasking needs to be way more intuitive when you're not touching the screen to make this a, like, like, like a real environment that people want to use. Because once you attach that screen to the, once you attach the screen to the, to the stand, you, you, you want to keep your fingers on the keyboard. And it's just, it's very difficult to do that now because the, the trackpad sometimes seems to be working, like it's almost like it's fighting the, the OS. So I think we're going to see some changes there, some changes with, with, with multitasking for, for sure. And, you know, is it, can we have a calculator? Is it, is it so much to have a calculator? Like, why? Like, I literally had to take out my iPhone yesterday to do like, a, like something on my, a, a thing or, or go to Google and type it into to, to Google search. Why don't I have a calculator on the iPad? Why? Uh, I'm pretty sure you can download a calculator for the yeah, iPad. Yeah, fine, but, but I can download anything. I like, put, give me a native one, a small one that I can use. Yeah, I wonder, if switching gears briefly away from Michael's uh, iPad OS rant, um, I'm wondering about Watch OS 7. You know, we haven't talked about that much. And even though I don't particularly have, I don't have an uh, an Apple Watch right now. I've had them in the past, but I sort of moved away because of form factor issues. I just, I like a different form factor. But I'm just wondering, you know, I've seen a lot around what Apple's been doing around health and fitness with, with Watch OS. And I just wonder, you know, what kinds of things might be in the offing, you know, especially given all that's going on in terms of like, uh, 
you know, the pandemic and trying to stay healthy and track and trace perhaps and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't been tracking the watch OS seven rumors as, as closely, Michael, anything you've heard that, that might be interesting. Yeah, I mean, the big rumor, and it's been a rumor for a couple of years now is uh, native sleep tracking, which the Apple watch doesn't do like, like Fitbit does that. You put it on, you wear it to sleep and you wake up and it tells you how you slept, how deep your sleep was. Your the, it even gives you now a, a score. So you can, you know, work on getting better sleep if you're if you're not sleeping well, as, as I often don't. Uh, Apple doesn't really offer that. There are third-party apps, but it does, they don't work so great because the battery life doesn't really run for 24 hours. So you're gonna have to charge it at some point. And I would like to see native sleep tracking, and I think that would be in conjunction with the new watch, which would probably get better battery life and and be able to last through a whole night. But even for older watches, you know. It's 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 an important feature for your health, just to stay to to get enough sleep, and and particularly now people are really paying attention to, because we're always at home, you know our our routines, our our sleep patterns, and things like that. And the Apple Watch is really kind of lagging, um, certainly Fitbit in that department. So I think if we do get like a more key new feature, that that would probably be it. The thing is about Watch OS, the, the, just a Watch OS in general. New features are very, very tied to new hardware with the watch. So most of the stuff goes to whatever this will be, Series 6. Series 5 will get a couple, Series 4 will get one or two, and Series 3 will get nothing. That's just, that's just how it's been because the, they're, it's such a, a small little device. Each little chip, each little improvement enables more features. So I think the enhancements that we see at WWDC would be, you know, relatively small. Maybe a new app, maybe a new, you know, uh, UI enhancement, something like that. Okay, cool. I did read. I want to say Jason's article on MacWorld. I could be wrong about his sort of Apple Watch like must-haves. And I do have an Apple Watch. I really like my Apple Watch. I've also really liked it, especially now. I just feel like I'm not nearly as active as I once was. So it's been really nice to make sure that I'm exercising Mm semi-regularly, like hitting my low, low move goal, just because it's good to feel like I'm actually moving my body and feeling productive. But he had some good, like absolute wish list items that I definitely agree with. Sleep tracking was one. Um, One that I really liked that he mentioned was was the ability to change and customize whatever rings you want. Because he said, I've... I think it was Jason. It may not have been Jason. I'll find the article and link it below. But he said something along the lines of, I hate the stand ring and I'm with him on that. So being able to change it out to something else, whether it's like, you know, a certain like meditation goal or whatever it is would be really cool. I would like to see that. Sure. Yeah, I think that makes sense. You know, that's the one thing about the the watch OS is it's so personal because it really is on your wrist. And, and it's something that may not, you know, be universally thought of, but, you know, when, when it's one of those little baby tweaks that maybe Apple could do, it could make the, the watch a, a whole different experience for you. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. I agree. Yeah. Well, before I let you guys go, do you each have like a huge wish list item that you would love to see out of any of the new operating systems that and an announcement that you'd like to see at WWDC? I do. I do. What? Hit me, Ken. I think it's called Car Key. It uh, basically will allow your phone to be a car key for your car because I'm like a, a car tech guy. 
And uh, I mean, that, that's, you know, there are some automobile manufacturers that allow that already. And uh, I presume it would depend on hardware and, you know, whatever, maybe this year's phone or maybe last year's phone and whatever's built into the cars. But I think it's cool. And it just, I like the idea of using my phone as my car key because my phone's always with me. <laughs> and my car key is often not with me. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> Mike, how about you? Um, I've been asking for this for probably five years, but I want the home screen to completely change. I'm tired of looking at icons. I'm tired of being forced to a grid. I'm tired of not having a way to sort them the way I want. Um, on Android, there's a, there's a drawer that you can hide and show when you need them. And I don't know why in 2020, 10, 11, 12 years after the original iPhone, which I understand had like 16 apps and that was fine. There's hundreds of apps that are all over the place. We, we have to organize them in folders and, and just we have this like muscle memory so we know like where they are on the screen. It just can't, uh, uh, let me get rid of them. I do not want to look at icons all over my screen. I just don't. So get, just, just change it. Give me that, listen, I understand. It's, it's part of your uh, look. It's part of the iPhone UI. It's classic. Just give me an option. Let me keep them if I want because some people like them and let me get rid of them if I don't. There cool. we go. I think I've seen some buzz when I was reading up on um, some of the changes at WWDC. I think one that I would like to see that is so minor and pretty much would affect probably no one except me, but is the ability to tag people in group messages. I've seen some chatter about that at, um, in for iOS 14, and that genuinely would change everything for all of the group texts that I have, especially now I'm like always in group texts with some of my friends. And when I'm trying to get someone's attention, I think it'd be nice to give them like an extra ding. That's what I would like to like, see. Like the, like the Slack app thing? Exactly, like, it's, like in Slack. Hmm. So if you're in a group in Slack and you're tagged by someone, so if someone tags me in our group and says, hey, Juliet, XYZ, I get sort of an extra notification. So I know that uh, someone is talking to me. I saw some mention about that and I would love to see that because I have one friend, she's notorious. She does not check her phone and I would need to make sure that she's reading all of the fun things that I have to say. Hmm. So wait, does that, does, when you tag somebody like that, does it go specifically to that, just that one person? The other people in the group don't see anything? I think it sort of like bumps it up like in Slack. Again, I have no, I just saw a mention of this and I would love to see that. That's my wish list item. Right. We'll know within a week then. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, thank you guys so much for calling in, chatting all things WWDC with me. I'll be sure to be watching it Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, right? Yeah. So yep. that's 1 p.m. for us here on the East Coast. See which of these predictions came true, other exciting features that were announced. And I don't know, maybe we'll have like some brief thoughts about it next week. Thanks you both. Thank you both so much again. Thanks. Thanks, Julia. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Hit the notification bell in the corner so you're alerted every time we post a new video. If you have any comments, questions about WWDC, leave them in the comments below. And I want to hear from you. What is your big wish list item for any of the operating systems? Let me know. Thanks again for watching, and I'll see you next time.